Well, hello out there to anyone listening. This is Onion Ring Sasquatch, ORS at the Movies, coming at you once again. This is the Movie Review Podcast that's doctor-recommended, by at least one doctor. This is your host, your homeboy, G-Money Clip, and with me today, as always, my homeboy, Thornton Mellon Jr. My homeboy. Ahoy hoy. Junior. And our diversity hire, Jules. What's up, Jules? Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? Hi. Yeah, uh, Doctor Recommended. Just wanted to give a shout-out to our friend Dr. Steve from SiriusXM, who gave us a shout-out on Twitter last month. You can check out his show, Weird Medicine, on SiriusXM Channel 103. It's also a podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. So the same place you found us, you can find him, too. You guys probably don't even know about Dr. Steve. He was a frequent guest on Opie and Anthony back in the day, and Ron and Fez, and all sorts of radio shows. His show, Weird Medicine, is all about folks with wacky medical questions that they wouldn't take to their normal doctor, so they would just ask a random radio doctor. Okay. Weird Medicine, uh, the name sounds familiar, but I don't think I've ever listened to it. Okay, yeah, it's also a YouTube channel, so you can check him out there, too. But yes, he was kind enough to uh, recommend our Battlefield Earth episode on Twitter last month. Sweet. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to him for doing that. So yeah, check out Dr. Steve. Of course, most of you listening to us have probably already checked out Dr. Steve, and that's how you heard about us, so I don't really know who I'm talking to, but... Two Zoomers and a Boomer going this time because it's uh, spring break. Spring yeah. break. Woo! Yippee. Spring break. Spring break forever, bitches. So they're taking a day out of their busy spring break schedule of, I don't know, waking up drunk in puddles <laughs> of vomit. Maybe not even their own vomit. And playing video games and whatever else you kids are up to these days. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. With your hula hoops and your posters on the wall. <laughs> So I appreciate you guys coming out to check this one. Uh, it's also Holy Week this week, and holy shit, <laughs> do we have a winner. It's Birdemic <laughs> Shock and Terror from 2010. This had been brought up the last time you guys were here by Junior. Junior, why did you do this to us? <laughs> uh, well, bad movies is what we do, and I heard about the movie from a friend, and he said it was real bad. I looked into the movie a little bit, read brief summary of the plot, and went, yeah, this seems good. All right, Jules, have you ever seen it before? No, I didn't even know it existed. Oh my gosh, you've been living in a cave. I have been. The internet got a hold of this one quite some time ago. That's why I mentioned I was a little reluctant to do it, because I don't know what we can bring new to the table, but I can bring two people who had never seen it to the table, and I'm yeah. sure their experiences will make it all the more worthwhile <laughs> as we dig into this one. This is really the story of the American dream, as experienced by a Vietnamese software salesman from California, James Wen. Born in Da Nang, South Vietnam. Viva Da Nang, Da Nang me, Da Nang me, why don't they get a rope and hang me? Now that is irony. Family fled the country shortly before the fall of Saigon in 1975. So not for the first time, I'm going to think of all the Vietnamese monks that set themselves on fire during the war and wonder why this guy couldn't have been one of them instead. <laughs> Despite having, believe it or not, no formal training in filmmaking. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I know, it's a big surprise. Never would have thought. He was inspired by the films of Alfred Hitchcock, especially Vertigo and... The Birds? Uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Now, had you guys ever seen The Birds before? Yes. I have not. Okay, so at least one of you knows where this one is coming from. You haven't seen The Birds. I wow. Haven't. The plot is... Very similar. Birds yeah. attack. It's... I know about the movie. I the, just haven't seen it. The giveaway is bird birds. in the title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, you could kind of imagine where it goes from there. Yeah, this movie is a meme. This is what happens when you order the birds from Wish. So James Nguyen made his first film, if you can call it that, Julie and Jack, which I can find almost no info about. That was back in 2003. He was also inspired by Al Gore's environmental propaganda film An Inconvenient Truth, which came out in 2006. So he decided to combine its ecological warnings with the scares of the birds. So and subtle. He was, uh, <laughs> he was working on weekends because he had a full-time job as a software salesman. He started filming in 2006, spent $10,000 of his own money getting the movie made, and it took four years for it to finally get released. Oh, goodness. Uh, the full title, which we will be referring to this movie from now on, Birdemic, Shock, shock and, and Terror. Jinx, buy me a Coke. <laughs> it's very important to have the uh, the shock and terror in there. It's very shocking and very terrifying. Oh, yeah. For, For none of the right reasons. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx, buy me a Coke. Uh, part of the long production time was due to difficulty in finding a distributor for the movie. <laughs> oh, I know, that's also hard to believe. Crazy. In January of 2009, after the film had been rejected by the Sundance Film Festival, he went to the festival in Park City, Utah, driving a van around town that was covered with stuffed birds and paper signs and handing out flyers to filmgoers from the van. Some of the signs read, Bidemic.com. <laughs> misspelled his own website and why did the eagles and vultures attacked past tense sounds like it was sponsored by english.com yeah he rented out a local bar to screen the film and word of mouth from that screening caught the interest of horror movie websites dread central and bloody disgusting and the trailer was shown on g4's attack of the show back when that show used to be a thing it also got the attention of uh, tim and eric of Tim and Eric's awesome show, Great Job. And on February 27th, 2010, Birdemic, Shock and Terror, had its Los Angeles premiere at the Silent Movie Theater that was sponsored by Bloody Disgusting and hosted by Tim and Eric. It took four years for this to get put together, but was it worth the wait? No. Totally. I was going to say let's find totally. out, but I think, I think we're split on this already. <laughs> so we kick off the movie with opening shots of Half Moon Bay, California, which is about 25 miles south of San Francisco, where we follow a very slow-moving car oh, for a very long yeah. time. We're a minute and a half in before the credits even start. Yeah, my thought process at first was like, shouldn't there be credits with this kind of shooting? And it showed up finally when you're in the car with half the forest in view and half of the dashboard in view. You can't even see everything. Yeah. It's one of those things where, okay, well, the trend nowadays is to have credits at the end. Did he not make up his mind until yeah, a minute and a half in? Like, oh, I should better put the credits in. Apparently, the production company is called Moviehead Pictures, because I guess Dickhead Pictures was already taken. You're, you're going to see a Moviehead production a couple times in there. It shows up a bunch. I thought the credits looked so much like the iMovie, like title cards in there. I don't know what they shot it on, but uh, I'm having Battlefield Earth flashbacks because the guy in the car with the camera can't hold the thing straight. It's like at a 45-degree yeah. Dutch angle. I was just Battlefield Earthing all over again. It was not good. It's just so much driving. It goes on for so long. And the music, too, sounds like it's on a loop. Yeah, it no, is. that's what I was saying. The music is on loop. It sounds like the same, I don't know, 30 seconds of music. Yeah. And there was at least two times where I thought it was over. And then it starts up and again. And then it starts <laughs> up again. There's like a three-second break of silence. It's like, oh, okay. And then it starts up, and I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we're watching the guy's entire trip. Nothing has been cut out. It's, yeah, they it, needed filler for a credit sequence 
They couldn't find anything interesting. So here's this guy in traffic. It's four minutes of nothing. I think it would have been a better buildup if he just used footage of birds. I think that would have been good. Anything else would have been better. Anything. This is like traffic where it's going 20 miles an hour. This isn't even him driving on the freeway. And the camera can't even keep up with that. Yeah. The panning is so jerky. And holy shit, it's even worse when the guy gets out of the car. The editing is just everywhere. It's so clunky and jerky. And I, I just want to have him get back in the car and fuck off. Just go away. Honestly. Drive off, no movie. And the sound levels. As soon as they get inside the cafe, the sound levels are everywhere. Oh, I have it. Uh, okay, the audio mixing throughout this entire movie is so bad. It's like Sonic Adventure 1 levels of bad. It can't be as bad as this. There are points where the music will entirely cover up points of dialogue, and dialogue will just not play over, like, points of characters' mouth moving. So that's just what I'm equating it to. Oh, it is exactly like this movie, then. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Nothing is balanced. There's background noise all over the waitress's lines. And on top of that, she sounds like Tommy Wiseau's sister. <laughs> Here is the menu. Thank you. I'll be right back with you. Okay, I was fairly certain that she was dubbed in post because it was so bad. Why would you dub that voice in post? Oh, hi! I give you a menu now. I don't know, but she... I'll be back for you later. Welcome to a restaurant. I don't know why. I just... <laughs> it's, it's so off from the rest of it that it just... It seems like it was put in after the fact. It's well, this jarring. Is, this is why ADR is a thing. When you have a lot of background noise like that, or later when you have cars whizzing by and you can't hear what anybody's saying, or the ocean is covering your dialogue, you just record the lines in somebody's basement with a microphone where you don't have all that stuff. You can add the sound effects in later and level it down so you can hear the dialogue over it. Mm -hmm. That's basic shit, man. It's, oh God, it's horrible. And everyone acts so robotic the entire time. There's yeah. no, no emotion at, or anything convincing. I'm not even convinced these people are human. At all. So the guy we've been following stares at a blonde girl for a while. While she appears to be having trouble cutting her food. Every shot we go to, <laughs> she's just sawing away at something on the plate that we can't see. So she finally gives up and leaves and we see her plate is full. She hasn't taken a bite. I guess she just wanted to go in there to try to cut her food. Maybe she needed practice. Yep. And she clops off, too. It's like, clop, clop. Her sound effects for her feet are so goddamn loud. The sound that the entire movie is... I, I think, aside from the visual effects of the birds, I think the sound is the worst thing in this entire movie. It's got a lot of competition. But it's up there. It's, it's got a lot of competition. But I think the sound is probably the worst. I thought it was strange where he stares at her for at least 30 seconds. She walks out and then... Immediately he follows her. He had to deliberate in his mind. Well, the I guess, but the, the stalking. Perv, the perv, like, stares after yeah. her for a while. Before he gets out, he runs out to walk slowly after her until he decides to run up on her. Followed he, by the most painful conversation ever. It, oh, he yeah. asks what high school she went to, says he went there too, and then asks if she's from here. Sorry, from around here? Dude, you know where she went to high school? Yeah, How do you not know where she's from? And she isn't from around here. And he claims to know her. She doesn't remember him at all. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Are you from around here? No, I'm from Iowa. I just went to high school here. Fuck off, dummy. This is stupid. So instead of trying to get away or look for a cop, she actually stops and has a conversation with this asshole. I, God knows why. And yes, he says that he sat two seats behind her in English class. 
He didn't really recognize her, though. He had to ask if it was if she went to whatever high school, and she certainly doesn't act like she recognizes him. Is that intentional? I don't. <laughs> Probably. Every time they end up talking, it's just like, oh, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. Or, yeah, I met this chick, and it's like, you guys went you to met? high school. <laughs> you knew each other years, and it's not like it's that long. They aren't like 50 years old. This, they can't, it yeah. can't have been that long ago. Like, maybe, what, 10 years since yeah. they graduated? If They're like they've never met before. So she eventually acknowledges that, yes, she was in his English class. It's like, okay, that means she does remember you, but she doesn't want to talk to you now. Piss off. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. No. And she says goodbye, and he chases her again. Yeah. Yeah. She she says, hey, later. Nice talking to you. She walks away. He sits there for a minute and then runs after her again and says, hey, can we keep keep in contact? Yeah. She finally makes her escape, and he stares after her like a creep for like a long time. It's like an over-his-shoulder shot, kind of like Michael Myers in Halloween when he's watching yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. And he runs after her again, and instead of her running, she stops. <laughs> It's like you were almost at your car. Just a few more steps, you would have made it. And they exchange business cards. I'm convinced whoever wrote this is an alien. Now, if the Star Wars prequels did anything right, it's debatable. <laughs> if they did anything right, they gave us the gold standard of awkward, unrealistic relationships with Anakin and Padme. That's what I compare yeah. every ridiculously, <laughs> these two people should not be together except on paper thing is Based on the Star Wars sequels. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As, as much as I love the prequels, that whole sequence in Attack of the Clones is just not it. And that whole sequence is any sequence where those two are on screen together. Not every sequence, but like all of Naboo, where all of the actual, like, them falling in love is happening. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Yeah, that's that's all pretty bad. The clowns in this movie somehow make Anakin and Padme look like Romeo and Juliet. Honestly. That's not even good. Romeo and Juliet are... My English teacher went on this rant for like a full class period about why Romeo and Juliet sucked after we read the book. Romeo and Juliet was supposed to be a comedy in my opinion. I think what? today it's per, it's interpreted as a drama. I think it was supposed to intentionally be a, a comedy. I mean, th there are a, a lot couple, of situations are funny. There are a couple jokes in there, but I think it was no. I think mostly... it was it was the, I think the entire thing was supposed to be portrayed and read as ironic. And it, not not comedy isn't funny, but the typical comedy, like traditionally speaking. But we're getting off track. Yeah, so it's sorry. only four hundred years old. Yeah, obviously Shakespeare was wrong. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, they never introduce themselves to the audience. We still don't know this guy's name. Nope. We know her name is Natalie, but she never said, my name is Natalie. He just must have remembered from high school. But we have no idea who these people are. Dude, let the audience know who your characters are. Please. Please. Jinx, buy me a Coke. Just tell us. I would take a name tag shot, actually. I would, I would take that. It worked for Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, the creepy guy's name is Rod. I don't know how much longer it is before we get somebody saying it. He's probably named for Rod Taylor, who is Star of the Birds. The vapid model is Natalie. The actress's name is Whitney Moore. She said that she got a phone call from James Nguyen one hour after her audition, telling her that she got the part. And she said she probably should have realized that was a red flag, <laughs> but she didn't. So here she is. Back at his place, Rod watches a TV news report with dire stories of global warming's effect on wildlife. He looks like I feel when hearing this shit. He just sits there, blank, zombie stares at the screen. 
but mm-hmm. but my polar bears. Yeah, polar it's, bears. First of all, the news person's talking very slowly, which isn't how news goes at all. They try to get things done quickly so they can move on to the next story. So it's super slow. She's very small in the screen. Yeah, yeah. and then usually the news terrible, people take up most of the screen. Terrible green screen, and then anytime she's trying to emphasize what she's saying, she slows down her speech. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Because that's how he told her to do it. Somebody needs to watch some CNN. Learn I to, guess. Learn how to do some newscast. Dude, nobody watches CNN. Who are you kidding? That make us in school. Oh, you poor We watch CNN 10 for kids. I guess that's how they get people now that they aren't in airports anymore. <laughs> I no, guess. I, I, actually, they, they have us watch regular, regular, regular CNN. Oh, goodness. Regular CNN. I'm so sorry. It's all right. You'll grow out of it eventually. So, because we haven't had one in a while, we get another driving sequence. Oh, yeah, because oh, it's yeah. been less than 10 minutes. On, on the news, another. she's talking about, like, highway issues and how traffic's awful because of all the animals and stuff, and he immediately goes to a car. Yeah, he immediately goes driving. And don't you love California gas prices? Yeah, we love have, it. We have to stop and watch him get gas and then keep driving. Half of this movie so far in the first 10 minutes is poorly shot driving scenes. It really is. There is nothing going on it in is. this movie. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Broad goes to work at Inatech or whatever it's called. It might as well be Inatech. It's like from Office Space or yeah. something. It's generic office building. Yeah. yeah. He, he's some kind of a salesman. He makes an unspecified concession and a 50% discount to get a $1, $1 million, million sale. sale. Yeah, Jinx, buy me a Coke. A million dollars at 50% off? One million dollars. <laughs> so it was going to be two million dollars. Yes. Check out the big brain on bread. You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. He cost his company a million dollars. But he made them a million dollars. And he says it's the best sale he's ever made. It's, it's the biggest sale of his career. So if whatever he's selling is so good, why does he need to knock a million dollars off of the asking Honestly, price? What is he selling? Things. What he's, does he do? Business. He's selling, he's selling software. And it wasn't just that. He had to offer something else, too. Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you that and a 50% discount. And then he woohoos like Homer Simpson because <laughs> he got the sale. Woohoo! Dude, you're probably going to get fired for <laughs> costing the company a million dollars. We have absolutely no, like, build-up to this to know what a reasonable price for what he's selling is. It's just straight to a million dollars. And we don't even get the software bit till later on. So right now it's just really generic business talk. It's just, yeah. hey... Sure. A million dollars. I'm wondering what the uh, other thing he promised was. What can I do to make this sale? Only after you eat the peanuts out of my shit. Okay, I'll give you that and a 50% (laughs) discount. Master salesman. (laughs) This is great. We get an establishing shot of a one-hour photo where Natalie is apparently doing a photo shoot in the back of the building, I'm guessing. I guess. Yeah. Okay. They don't really have these so much anymore because film isn't a thing these days that people use. Everything's all digital and you can just get your photos off your phone, download them yourself. But back in the day, one hour photo was just where you took your film to get developed. It wasn't a photo studio also. (laughs) They didn't have shit set up in the back. So now we have our trigger warning for the movie because Natalie is modeling kimonos and bamboo fans. Is that culture appropriation? I don't know, man. Do we care? No. Exactly. I, I care less and less about this movie the more I talk about it. I'll tell you that. I'm guessing she found this modeling job on Craigslist. It's the only reason it's in the back of a one-hour photo building. I guess. And she basically gets a call right after that saying yeah. she's got something better to do. I mean, I'm sure she won't get murdered, though. Oh, oh probably yeah. not. Yeah, no, for sure. Nobody gets murdered on Craigslist. 
Yes, as she leaves the photo shoot, she gets a phone call. Her cell phone ringtone is a bicycle bell. Yeah, I wrote that down as well. Ring, 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 ring. Jesus. Um, So many options. Yeah, so it's apparently her modeling agency telling her the Victoria's Secret wants her to be their cover girl. So I'm guessing she already had some pictures in the can somewhere because she just got done taking pictures. Those wouldn't have been instantly, like, what, thrown up in the cloud? (laughs) I mean, it's it's 2010. They could have. Well, it was 2010 when the film got released. This could be anywhere from 2006 to, like, 2009. Yeah. No, you're right. And we'll see that as we go along, too. I mean, he has an iPhone, so... Yeah, it's probably first gen. Yeah. Seriously, is it common to go from shooting in the back of a one-hour photo building to being a Victoria's Secret model? Not just a Victoria's Secret model, the cover cover girl. girl. Jinx, buy me a Coke. Probably not. (laughs) I mean, did all the other models that they had pose for the Craigslist killer, too? It's like, oh, we don't have anybody else for Victoria's Secret. They all ended up dead after their photos. (laughs) And Jesus Christ, the editing and the transitions are rough. Middle school oh, students yeah. working on their phones could do better transitions. In fact, I did. Oh, good for you! You couldn't have done worse. There's no fucking way. <laughs> so it's been three minutes since our last driving scene, and I thought we were getting another one. But instead, Rod just gets into the car to call Natalie. She remembers him as the guy from the restaurant. He must have made a hell of an impression in high school. I guess. Like, oh yeah, I remember. I met you yesterday. No, bitch. I knew you in high school. I was two seats behind you. He calls her and they have the most bland elevator talk. And then he just straight up sexually harasses her. Oh, yeah, this is true. I don't know where. It's like, I bet you looked great in those outfits. First of all, how did you know? In that lingerie. In the lingerie, my bad. No, I bet you look great in those lingerie. Oh, yes. It's not even proper English. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're as bad on the phone as they are in person. Worse, even. How are they this awkward when they're not even seeing each other? I don't, I don't know. You think some of the pressure would be off if you're not looking at the other person. If it's intentionally written to be awkward, that would be one thing, but it's not. It's, it's, in, it just it's written to be flirty, and it's not. No, it's nothing. And then he asks her out, and she says yes. After he just sexually harassed her and they have talked for all of five minutes after not knowing each other for however long. She don't even remember him. And she says yes. Well, girls like that stuff. Don't you know anything about women? Oh, that's that's my fault. (laughs) Obviously, you don't know as much about women as the guy who wrote this movie. Clearly. Clearly, (laughs) yes. So, the name of the movie is Birdemic. Shock Shock and and terror. Terror. Jinx, buy me a Coke. And we are now getting to the most shocking and terrifying thing in the movie so far. Two white guys playing basketball. (laughs) It goes about as well as you expect. (laughs) A lot of dribbling and dribbling and dribbling. And finally he throws up a shot that misses. Misses. It's not even close. Just bricks it all over the place. Completely. I thought his friend looked like Troy Bolton and Thomas Gibson. Like a mish between those two. Who the fuck is that guy? Sure, I have no idea who they are, so yeah, oh, okay, why not? Well, that's kind of where I'm at, too. They could have been people I can from show the you, school. I can, no, I can show you two <laughs> pictures, but I thought he looked like a mesh between those two. He looks like a fucking caveman, I don't care. Um, <laughs> the only thing worse than this would be watching two white girls play basketball. <laughs> at least we didn't get to see him in the car. He didn't get in the car, drive across town, yeah. go to the park, yeah. and get stuck in traffic, so we did, be we grateful for that. We didn't have to see him drive, that's, that's <sighs> something. Yeah, he was just at the park, so yay. They say, We're, let's wrap up, it's like, okay, let's head out, and then just... Stand by the fence. Yeah, they just go and talk for a while. They reveal that it's winter and this is just a massive heat wave. Rod's friend makes Rod seem normal by comparison. This dude is is icky. (laughs) That's how I described it. He is icky. My biggest thing, though, is if it's winter, 
this is just a heat wave, you're still going to have all that cold before and after. So why are none of the plants dead? Well, it's California, so they don't really have heat waves and cold waves the same we do here. Like, uh, L.A. had snow recently, and nobody knew what to do with it because it's the first time they had snow in years, 100 years or something yeah. ridiculous. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, even their winters, is like, oh, my gosh, it's 50 degrees. Yeah, all right, okay. I Northern California might be a little different. Didn't consider still, that. It's not, like, snowing unless you get in the mountains mm, yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I didn't consider that. All right. And the friend keeps saying, so a day without sex is a day wasted. And he looks... I would rather waste all my days than have <laughs> sex with that guy, though. I'm, he, I'd be okay with it. He, I could waste my entire life. Yeah. He looks, walks, and talks like a virgin, in my opinion. That's just me, though. They usually talk the most smack, and yeah. then you find out, it's like, yeah, this guy's full of shit. Yeah. So, back at his place, Rod is watching the Global Warming Channel again, because that's all they talk about. When they show the race car footage... You can clearly see the Getty Images watermark on footage <laughs> oh, of the race cars. that's great. Did you guys not see that? that? No. no, I missed oh, that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you could see it for I fuck's just, sake. I just want to know, why are ecological issues something that this movie is trying to tackle? You, you are basically a student film trying to approach this gigantic issue that some of, like, the biggest movies have trouble with. Because he cares about it so much, and he oh. saw an inconvenient truth, and he wanted to warn everybody about what could possibly happen with global warming. In the most subtle way possible, of it's course. It's very subtle. Oh, you yes. wouldn't even know. I, mean, I don't know how you picked up on the message. I thought it was very well hidden. E even at that point, he's trying to warn everyone, but no one saw the movie. So, sure, a lot of people saw it. Eventually. For the wrong reasons. Yeah. So this story about the race sounds like something the Onion or the Babylon Bee would come up with. <laughs> yeah. So let me see. You've got an all-electric or hybrid car race on the streets of San Francisco with all Hollywood celebrities driving. This script was written by a child. This is yeah. ridiculous. I just... Fuck getting professional race car drivers to drive these cars. We're going to have celebrities out driving. Because you never hear stories about celebrities getting in accidents. Half those fuckers don't even drive themselves anywhere. Are exactly. you kidding? I see Ryan Gosling going around at Mach 2. Well, that and Steve McQueen, but he's dead, so he wouldn't be racing. But Yeesh. he could have. So yes, Rod has a salesman arrive to sell him a solar panel set up for $20,000. And we just sit here... And we watch him get a consultation for solar panels. Yes. That's the Why? That's Why? Because solar panels are important if you want to fight global warming. Okay, but why do we have to sit here and watch him get a consultation in this movie about birds killing people? Because this movie has no plot. <laughs> Didn't you know that? Are you stupid or something? Now... When Rod asks the salesman where he would put the solar panels, I could think of one place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could think of a couple. <laughs> Rod asks if there's any way they can lower the price. Unlike Rod, the moron, the salesman offers a 5% discount <laughs> instead of 50%. That zero makes a huge difference. It does. Rod agrees. He doesn't even try to talk him down to 50%. He's like, well, you know, my job, I get 50% discounts. This guy ain't having it. He's like 5%. So I guess he knows not everybody else is as dumb as he is. Rod and Natalie have their date at a Vietnamese restaurant that establishes the hell out of the interior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The longest shot of all the portraits, of all the paintings. Yeah, it's almost like he's filming a commercial for the place and trying to get enough B-roll that yeah. have some stuff to shoot around. Yeah, again, these two make Anakin and Padme look like Mark Antony and Cleopatra. Good 
God, they're awkward. Oh, yeah. She asks him why he does what he does for work, and he says, it fits my personality. And I'm just sitting there going, or lack thereof. Yeah, he has no personality. He's a cardboard no cutout. And why are we spending so much time on their small talk? It's awful. It's... They're talking about nothing that's going to advance anything in the plot. And the camera work is just as boring, and the entire conversation has four different camera angles. And the sound levels, again, like it's, when one yeah. of them talks, there's a lot so of background bad. noise, and the other one, there's no background noise. It, they're just... It's the most inept filmmaking I have ever seen. It's awful. At the 2230 mark, we see our first birds that look like they came from a Windows 95 screensaver. It's so bad. Yeah. Are, are they supposed to be parrots? I think they're supposed to be eagles. Well, these ones were green. These ones were. Yeah. Like, the I first ones here were green. Oh, like, yeah, you're they... right. I don't I don't know. Are they parrots? Parrots aren't from California. I don't know. <laughs> Parakeets, maybe? But they wouldn't be flying around loose, would they? No. Those are like birds you get from the shop. I mean, I guess it, like, they, they could be owned by the restaurant. It's... They couldn't I, have... I don't know. I thought it's they were stupid. walking around afterwards, yeah. They really could have... that about a lot. See, it doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. If those birds were supposed to be normal, they really could have just gotten normal shots of regular birds. Oh, no. That would probably cost money. That would cost more than a dollar. How Can't would it cost that. more? You go outside and you find some. Yeah, but then you have to film them doing what you want them to do, which apparently is just flapping and floating in place. I guess. Which real birds don't do. It's so funny <laughs> anytime the birds show up. Because they're sitting there with their wings outstretched and they flap every, like, couple seconds, which is how birds fly That's how if they're in motion. If they're soaring in the air and kind of circling around, yeah. yes, they can hold their wings out and just Chill. kind of yeah. but if, if but, but, but if they're just sitting in one spot, they're going to have to be, like, flapping constantly. Hummingbirds do that, yeah. Hummingbirds yeah. don't flap their wings once and then just sit there. they got to flap them thousands of times. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Natalie goes to visit her mom. And holy shit, her mom looks like her grandma. Okay, <laughs> I just want to say... She is the sweetest character in this movie. Yeah. No, th this old lady seems so genuine and so pure. I think Rod's lucky that he's not there, though. If you want to see what a girl will look like in 30 years, look at her mom. Holy shit. I don't care. She might be a Victoria's Secret model now, but oh boy, the future ain't <laughs> looking too bright. Her mom looks like Rip Taylor without the mustache. Oh. <laughs> she keeps telling her mom she met a guy, and they went to the same high school. They were in the same class. She didn't just meet yeah. him. Why is this so annoying to me? Uh, and she lists all these good qualities about him, and she says ambitious. He's ambitious. He's he's in sales. <laughs> That's a whole lot of ambition. Hey, he's getting a startup going. Oh. He's got ambition. He's got yeah. ambition in spades. Mom wants to invite Rod over for dinner, but Natalie doesn't want to just yet. Maybe she's afraid her mom would eat him. Maybe. <laughs> The, the scene ends with an awkward pause while waiting for the director to say cut. Yeah. She stops talking, and it's like four seconds. She just sits there. It's awful. It's like, the scene's over. Why are we still sitting here, guys? Here's the next shocking and terrifying part. Dear God, Rod's skeevy friend is with some Asian chick in a bikini while an Imagine knockoff plays. Gotta love softcore. It's Imagine. It's just a variation of Imagine. Yeah. yeah. Well, a big sign in the background for ImaginePeace.com is in there for some reason. I don't know. Did you guys check it out? No. I didn't. Did you? I did. Oh, no. It's Yoko Ono's website. Really? Really. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. 
That is the voice of an angel. Junior, I hate you for this. <laughs> I hate that they've got my IP address as having visited fucking Yoko Ono's website because I watched this dumbass movie because you wanted to watch this dumbass movie. Uh, did you know Yoko Ono is Japanese for talentless hack? <laughs> and if it isn't, it should be. Have you seen that video of oh, her goodness. with um, John Lennon and Chuck Berry? Oh, from the Toronto concert? I've got the CD somewhere. I think it was uh, the Live Peace concert, 1969 in Toronto. I don't where know. Where she's just... <laughs> and she's doing all that shit. Chuck That's Berry freaks out and has her mic cut. Oh, I don't blame him. Shit. <laughs> You know, if Mark David Chapman had aimed six inches to the left, he would have been a hero. <laughs> Serious. At this point, I'm really getting pissed off at the unbalanced sound. Mm -hmm. Every other shot, they're on the phone, and the one shot is quiet, and the other shot is just so loud with the background noise, you can barely hear the dialogue. Mm -hmm. Which, in a way, is okay, because the dialogue sucks. It doesn't matter what they're saying, but just, Jesus... And also, what are the odds that an Asian chick is in the scene with Yoko Ono's website listed in the background and an Imagine ripoff playing? Probably one in yeah. one because it just happened. It was almost certainly intentional. Yeah, which is unfortunate. It is. Back at Inatech, the company is being acquired by Oracle for one billion dollars. <laughs> he does these impersonations. I swear, you would think it was the real people. And Dr. Evil should have been the one making the announcement. It would have been better. Um, sporadically clap on and off. Yes. For way longer than is necessary. It is the most uncomfortable scene where you think they're going to stop clapping and then they start again in a new cut and it's... Yep. It fades out, the shot changes, and they're still clapping. Yes, the, the applause following the announcement starts and stops several times. The editing is atrocious. And that's me saying it. And I know I suck at editing, but holy Christ, this is terrible. Hey, you don't Awful. gotta be Picasso to know that a child's finger painting isn't good. This is actually a very short meeting. They just kind of make the announcement, everybody applauds. It's like the longest part of the meeting, and then yeah. they, they break up. The meeting could have been going on for longer I mean, before that. He introduces the CEO. That's all we see. So they're talking afterwards. Rod says he earned his stock options by generating millions of dollars in sales. Just think how much he would have made if he wasn't giving 50% discounts on ah, his sales. Yeah. Honestly. It probably could have sold the company for $2 billion. Ooh. Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. Rod says that his Mustang is a plug-in hybrid. It is not. Ford did not make hybrid Mustangs until 2021. He must be a time traveler. He's from the future. His buddy's pestering him about getting a Ferrari, but I'm, I'd am i take the Mustang. It's a 2006 Mustang that was rented by the actor for the movie. That makes sense. So poor guy didn't even own the car himself, but it's definitely not a plug-in hybrid. Yeah. His friend's reaction to Rod saying that he's going to start a green tech company is the same as mine. He's just like, really? <laughs> Just the way he says it. The whole thing. It's just like... Really? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Awful. So they go on a double date. Here's the, the line of the movie. Wow, that was a good movie. An inconvenient truth. It's subtle. <laughs> very, very subtle. Very. And then his friend immediately starts talking about cars. I'm going to get an environmentally friendly car. What the fuck are you talking about? 
What does that have to do with what I just said? You can tell they both had different interpretations on how serious this date was supposed to be based on how they dressed alone. The Asian girl is wearing Yoko's website on her shirt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is, it's childish. Now, the funny thing is, all of the movies you can see on the marquee were out about November of 2008. Okay. And we are going to go to a festival very soon where one of the floats has a banner that says, here's the Pumpkin Festival, October 2008. So we're time traveling in addition to everything else. Love that. Movies are usually shot out of order. Yeah, but you try to hide that fact by not having dates, dates and, everywhere. and yeah. specific things that would lock in when that movie yeah. was shot. So now Rod hosts. Rod is making a business presentation. I wish I could tell you what he's saying, but the music is drowning him out. Yeah, I tuned it out anyway. I didn't could even, not hear him. Like, no idea what he was we saying. We probably could have rewind it with subtitles, but we didn't bother. It no. was We had subtitles on the whole time. Yeah, I know. It still didn't make any it, sense. I, I have no idea what he was saying still. Yeah, no clue. It still wasn't important. From what I can hear, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. a bunch of fucking commie gobbledygook. He does these impersonations. I swear, you would think it was the real people. He's, he's, he's sitting there talking about solar panels, and I, I think he's pitching his startup company to these guys who are supposed to be investors. I think that's yes. what's going on. Yeah, it's it's a startup uh, for his green tech company, and the guy agrees to fund his company, but apparently he wasn't patient enough to wait for Rod to make his 50% off offer. Apparently. <laughs> he he offers to give so him $10 much. million dollars or something instead. So now we're going to the Half Moon Bay Art and Pumpkin Festival, kids, where now we've traveled back a month in time. Mm-hmm. And it's another day where you don't hear anything that they're saying. You don't get to know anything about their people or what they're talking about or anything worth anything. It's... It, it, it certainly is the of all time. They just wander around the festival. Uh, we're 35 minutes in and nothing of consequence has happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming... They've met- I'm assuming the first half of this movie was supposed to be a get to know the characters, like sympathize with them, empathize with who they are, so that when something finally happens, you're like, oh no, but it's nothing, nothing happens, it's... You know what movie did do that? No, which one? The Birds. There you go. Oh, whoa, that's crazy. I know. They probably did it 200 times better as well. And oh, you haven't seen The Birds, have you? I have not. Okay. Yeah, we just talked about that. No shit, Sherlock! I couldn't remember what she said, so... More driving! Yeah. More driving. More creaking. I can hear you creaking. Yeah, I'm over sorry. There. I'm really trying. They're a bunch of fucking amateurs. We see a sign for the giant pumpkin that says 2008. An inconvenient truth was in theaters in 2006. So is it supposed to have been two years since they went to the movies? I guess. Who the hell knows? Nothing makes sense. You're not supposed to pay attention to that stuff. As Rod and Natalie walk on the beach, the sound of the ocean drowns out, pun intended, their dialogue. You can do ADR! Someone please get that girl a hair tie, because... Just that too, but just (laughs) get them in somebody's house with a microphone and have them record what they said on that day. Yeah. And make it match the way their lips are moving. You can Mm -hmm. do this. I don't know, man. I think it's probably better we don't hear them. I I think if they tried to sync that up, it would be a lot worse. I don't know. All I know is one of Natalie's lines cuts abruptly and just goes on to the next line. It's like she's saying something and then it just stops in mid-word. Do you have, like, a backup plan, you know, if your modeling career doesn't work out? Not really. I figure if I don't make it big by the time I'm I figure I'll just take it from there. There wasn't a break in the film. This is shot on digital. This is, like, the worst fucking editing ever. It's... Yeah. I feel like I'm just repeating myself because it's... It's not getting better. It is just that bad. It sucks that much. 
So we actually see a bunch of real seagulls in the background before Rod and Natalie find a dead clip art eagle on the beach. And her first instinct is to touch it. The seagulls looked okay, though, so I don't know why we've got a, I, yeah, I don't know. a dead eagle with live seagulls. But yeah, she wants to touch a dead bird. She acts like Beavis or something. Like, whoa, buddy, check it out, dead bird. Uh, yeah. Wow. And then we get a clip of the moon for 10 seconds. Yeah. For no reason. <sighs> Dude, this movie sucks. <laughs> So I think someone forgot the music for the next couple minutes because yeah. it's really quiet. Yeah, there are parts where there's no sound, no music. Natalie takes Rod to meet her mother, and instead of running in fear, Rod just sits and chit-chats. This is filler. This is all filler. Yeah. There's nothing. The first half of this movie is filler. The second half isn't much better. But at least something's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Not anything good, but things something. are happening. Yeah. They end their conversation in dead silence and go into a bar in dead silence. Mm -hmm. No music, no background sound, no sound effects of any kind. Who the fuck was the sound editor on this? Oh, wait, I don't care. <laughs> so Rod managed to get $10 million in funding like a week after his employer was bought out. And he was saying he was going to take some time off when he got his money, didn't he? I thought so, yeah. He was talking about early retirement. Before yeah. he was talking about a startup. So apparently that plan was out the window. And you can never have too much money. This is absurd. <laughs> the whole thing is just absurd. And even more absurd is the dance number and the music going on after. The musical oh break. Oh my gosh. Oh. This is what you do when you have no plot or no story. You just throw a bunch of music in or something and hope nobody knows. This is like cool as ice stuff. It's what yeah. animated children's movies do at the very end. Weren't there supposed to be birds in this movie? You'd think... Uh, we saw a couple, and one was dead. Yeah, we saw some seagulls on the beach. They then go to a motel where Natalie and Rod get it on. More softcore, yippee. And I'm pretty sure this is the same motel that the previous couple were using. I think they just changed the comforter. That uh, could be. They probably just wanted to save money and just got yeah, one room. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Filmed the same exact room. room. Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. Uh, at least the poor actress got to keep her underwear on, unlike the girl in the room. Yeah. And thankfully, Rod keeps his clothes on, too. Yeah. Ugh. The kissing goes on for so much. It goes on for some it's, time. It's as awkward as anything else they've done. Yeah. And I'm not sure what they're accomplishing because their clothes are on yeah, the whole time. <sighs> but at least Rod doesn't go full YSO. Yeah, I guess. Now, you may have missed it because you were probably looking at the hot blonde in her underwear, but the woman on the television as she comes around the corner is Tippi Hedren, who is star of The Birds. Oh. And the television footage is from the movie Julie and Jack, James Nguyen's first film. Somehow he got Tippi Hedren to be in that. Really? Really. Huh. Wow. Talk about Talk about a fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. Yeah, so now we get a full minute. 60 complete seconds of establishing shots. Places, roads, buildings. It yeah, was a day. No people in them except for cars moving in the background. No people. It was a day like any other. Doesn't stop the camera from picking up the wind, though. No. Oh, of course. It can never stop the wind. And there's no music here at this point. None. And then we fade to black. And then, boom! Birds attacking out of nowhere! <laughs> Birdemic! Shock and terror! Yeah, out of nowhere, <laughs> birds. 47 minutes into the movie, we finally have birds. The juxtaposition between the silence and all of a sudden birds flying around making airplane noises. I wouldn't have known Dude. it was birds screeching if the subtitles hadn't told me. Oh, it's, it's so bad. 
Yeah, no. They make airplane noises. Anytime they dive bomb. They and went, explode. <laughs> yeah, but horror, <laughs> the horror aspect of the film finally kicks in at 47 minutes. And it's hilarious. Halfway through. Yeah. It's not it's, scary. It's not. It's fucking funny. <laughs> the birds make noises like airplanes. They dive into the town and explode. It's the, the same town effect. Is, it's in chaos. There's fire. Yeah, it's the same effect and the same explosion each time. Oh, Every yeah. Time. Even the one at the gas station, which you think would have been a little more serious. You'd think. You know, because of gasoline yeah. exploding. But no. And the birds are all, like, from the same clip art screensaver style that we've yeah. seen before. Oh, my God, dude. This screeching is so horrendous. <laughs> yeah. And the background traffic doesn't seem to notice or care. No. They're all just driving along. Yeah. yeah. And the birds hovering by barely flapping their wings <laughs> is so is bad. Really funny. Every couple seconds, just just flap once every second. You can stay perfectly still. Yeah. The birds wake up Natalie. Who wakes up Rod? They still have their clothes on. The door isn't locked. No, and Rod the moron didn't charge his cell phone. You dumb fuck! Which is like the one thing you're supposed to do before you go to sleep. Yeah. You charge your cell phone. Landline doesn't work. And he, he picks it up knowing it's not going to work, so he doesn't even listen for a dial tone. He just picks it up and puts it right back down. I didn't charge my phone. Oh, Jesus, you moron. Uh, an eagle crashes into the motel and just thump drops dead. <laughs> Which well, is funny, but I'm wondering why it didn't explode like all the others. It breaks his neck and goes... <laughs> thump. It's, it's so it's, funny. It's comedy. The birds look so bad, and they need to shut up because they're cawing and their screeching is just so bad. Every yeah. time one of the fake birds die in the movie, it, I laugh every single time. Yeah. The birds are breaking the window supposedly, so the two of them move the bed to block the window, which uh, still leaves the top part yeah. of the window open if they wanted to get in that way. A whole but, good bit of the window is left uncovered. Yeah, but, but I guess it stopped them. So Rod and Natalie run to a random motel room, passing other doors yeah. on the way without yeah. knocking for some reason. What made him knock on that door? Made the car? Maybe was it the only car in front? The script said so. That's as good a reason <laughs> as I can come up with. Rod says he lost his car keys. You dumb fuck! You dumbass. <laughs> He's not bright. He is about the dumbest character we've seen in a while. Yeah. And we've seen some movies with some dumb characters. We've seen yeah. Vanilla Ice. Dude, Vanilla Ice is like Einstein compared to this fucking guy. Oh, yeah. It's bad. The other people in the room, they gotta get weapons to fight off the birds. And what's better than coat hangers? They grab coat, coat hangers. hangers. Really. They they got coat hangers. It's very I, protective. Hey, I mean, have you ever swung a coat hanger? You feel very safe. Very <laughs> protective. I bet birds are terrified of them. Who wouldn't be? So instead of just getting in the van, they stop to wave their coat hangers at the eagles who politely float in the air... Instead As of attacking. The humans flail wildly. And he says after they get in the car that he got scratched. And if he got scratched, it's 100% his fault. Because they were just sitting there. Yeah. He's the one hitting. That birds must be terrified of back alley abortions. Because they seem just totally <laughs> unable to handle coat hangers. Apparently. They are just terrified of them. Coat hangers are clearly a very deadly weapon. There was there was no sense in Oppenheimer developing the atomic bomb. We should have just dropped coat hangers on them. Yeah, exactly. we could have. This is comically inept. <laughs> oh, yeah. The door being stuck is like right out of the big book of cliches. Mm. They, oh, I can't get the door open. Oh, fuck off. It's a uh, giant Three <clears throat> Stooges bit. The van is such a banger that the loud engine drowns out the dialogue, <laughs> too. There is nothing in this movie that doesn't drown out the dialogue, mm. whether it's natural or unnatural. For fuck's sake, did they lose the muffler? 
Probably. Yeah, this he is. He lost a, his car keys. This is a, a 1989 Ford Aerostar that the director paid $300 for. Ooh, so. Okay. Yeah, it's an absolute banger. They just yeah. wanted something to drive around. And yeah. Yeah, probably didn't have a muffler. I don't know. It's, it's And more driving. But oh, yeah. Even better. Holy shit, the new guy has a machine gun. Yeah, for just some starts, reason. Just starts spraying bullets. Drive by, <laughs> spray and pray at these birds. It's amazing. Everyone in the van would be deaf. Machine guns are very loud. He even has a pistol for Rod. This guy is packing heat. I guess they knocked on the right door at the motel. Apparently. Uh, God damn. I want to know what these guys were doing with a machine gun in their van that they were just like hanging out. They're probably working for Pablo Escobar. There's bricks of cocaine in the back they're sitting on as well, they're no, driving. No, no. I'm, I'm thinking they were holed up in that motel hiding from the police. I think they were on some kind of violent crime spree. Well, then why didn't they have the guns in the motel? Because they're stupid why like everyone else in this movie. Why are they coming out with movie? coat hangers? Because they're stupid like everyone else in this movie. <sighs> so how'd the guy get a machine gun in California? You can't even have a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds in California. He's not from California. Didn't he say he was like an ex-Marine or something? Yeah. He did, but they don't just hand out machine guns to ex-Marines. you got to have like a Class 3 federal firearms license. Yeah. But who, whoever wrote the movie probably didn't know that. No, the whoever wrote the movie didn't know a goddamn thing. Think we'll get an explanation? I'm not no. holding my breath. No. Dude is randomly just shooting out the window like the gunner in Full Metal Jacket. Like, Shoot. get some! Get some! Yeah, shooting at nothing. Yeah. They see dead people on the side of the road and go to check for survivors. Yes, you heard that right. They see dead people and go to look for survivors. Weirdly good makeup effects, though. Yeah, I was actually very impressed with the makeup in this movie. With the gore and the Well, cuts. it's not bad, but it's only because everything else is so fucking inept. The fact that they did anything halfway decent is, a no, yeah. is stunning. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, damn, that actually looks okay. Good job. Whitney Moore who plays Natalie, did makeup on the movie as well because the first two makeup artists quit two weeks into filming. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Can't blame them. As they get out of the van, there are no birds around and traffic on the road appears to be perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. You can hear cars driving by in the you background. You can just see them driving by. Yeah. They're all just like going about their day. Yep. Didn't hear a kid fake crying. Rod announces that the people in the vehicle are dead. No shit, Sherlock! You saw that they were dead, that's why you pulled over! <laughs> no shit, Sherlock! They're dead! What did you expect? Yeah. He finds a girl under the vehicle, she's scared of the birds, and I'm sure the guy's wildly firing machine yeah. guns willy-nilly <laughs> yeah. isn't helping the matter either. At all. This, this girl has clearly never heard of Stranger Danger because she just, like, goes and gets into a van with a guy who's waving a gun around. And the, the funniest part is that they're shooting with machine guns and they finally hit each bird individually, one at a time, and one all, bullet each. All other sound stops for a bird to go... It's and <laughs> and every time it's one bird in the shot. One even bird, though you yeah. see flocks of them. Yeah. When one gets shot, there's one bird that gets shot. One bird, by itself. one sound, that's it. At so all, yeah. I guess the lesson for the birds is don't get away from the group. I <laughs> guess. dead. They find another kid in the trunk of the car. I, what was this kid doing in the lock? Doing locked in this trunk? He was probably being kidnapped. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. The birds end up inadvertently saving his life. Yeah, killing his kidnappers. And the kids are more robotic than the adults in this movie. More driving. There's so much driving. In this oh movie. yeah, more driving. There's so much driving in this movie. Yeah. The, so the birds attack again, and none of the cars driving by react to any of this. This is riveting. 
Mm. Yes, the two kids are atrocious actors, which makes them on par with most of the adults. Yeah. Yeah? Actually, all of the adults. They complain about being hungry. This might not have been scripted. They probably just filmed the kids saying they were hungry. Yeah. They sound like typical kids. I swear. Okay, the little girl, every single thing she says is so robotic. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm hungry. What the hell? Kids are usually not great actors. I understand that, but... They could Still, have done better than this. For $10,000? <laughs> Total? Hell. You give a kid a cookie, they'll do shit for you. Okay? What kind? <laughs> Not oatmeal raisin. They won't do anything for those. No, I meant like, what kind of stuff will they do for you? You had that funny look in your eye. I don't know how you know this. <laughs> Listen, okay? Sometimes you need... Tell it to the judge, pervert. Sometimes you need manual labor... Drug mules are hard to come by. Uh-huh. Hey, before you um, confess to anything... So, we while are, you're incriminating yeah. yourself, yeah. is there anything you would like me to tell your dad when the police hear this and pick you up? Nobody listens to this. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Ah, uh, you're right. Oh, goodness. So... Stop somewhere. Yes, they stop at a convenience store, which is locked up tight because of the bird attack. Ah, uh, just kidding. The door is wide open. Yeah. And held open. Oh, for it, fuck's sake. Uh, oh, and they leave the kid in the car during a heat wave and a bird apocalypse. He was probably dead. He was just laying there like he was uh, unconscious or something. Yeah. So maybe he was already on his way out. <laughs> the store looks like the shop in Waterworld. There are bare shelves. Or any grocery store in 2020. Yeah, actually. <laughs> they find a dead guy behind the counter. Maybe close the door next time. <laughs> Wait, isn't the guy finding the dead body the same guy that was supposed to be guarding the door? I think so, yeah. Oh, now he's back at the door. Okay, we're good. He says, the eagles are coming, like he's Bilbo Baggins or something. <laughs> and they, they're they swooping down from the heavens. They're, they're not coming from any nest or anything. They're just coming down at, from yeah. space. And they use the same screeching noise over Every and single time, over yeah. and over. Oh, but we finally see two birds at a time get killed because there are two yeah. guns firing. So they heard you complain about it and mixed yeah. it up. Why are they wasting all these bullets when they can just drive away? It takes like a hundred yeah, bullets for them to kill one bird. I don't, yeah. shooting. I, I don't think it takes a hundred bullets to kill a bird. I think they're just really bad aim. That's what I mean. It takes them yeah. a hundred okay. shots right, to yeah. get one bird. Which, this guy was an ex-Marine. I think he should have better aim than this. Well, we haven't heard that yet, so it's not... But with hindsight, we know. This guy's an ex-Marine. He should have better aim than this. Maybe they have the infinite ammo wristband. They finished Metal Gear Solid by, by saving Meryl. They got the headband. Yeah, there's something like that. Whatever it is. The bandana, yeah. So, they decide it's perfectly safe to go to the park, to eat out in the open, they have, away from the van. They have a picnic. A whole picnic just sitting out here in the open, and they are undisturbed by birds. you got to have the most relaxing end-of-the-world picnic. Come on, I guys. was always rooting for the birds, by the way. <laughs> These yeah. people oh, are too stupid to live. They deserve to go. Damn right they do. So they see an old man on a bridge who tells them to stay away because these birds are contagious. Instead of talking, they just creepily walk up to him. Yeah, and as soon as he warns them, they just fucking ignore him and walk up to yeah. him anyway. He says uh, that they have the bird flu virus and they're contagious. Very creative. Gotta love the bird flu. Mm-hmm. So the old man's name is Dr. Jones. Ha ha. Ba, ba, da, ba. No more parachutes. 
Global warming is bad, okay? So we see people walking on the beach in the background <laughs> yeah. while he's doing his thing. <laughs> the new girl, I didn't catch her name and I don't care now, asks, Don't you know the birds are attacking people? Bitch, are you Mario? <laughs> no, we had no idea. <sighs> You're the one sitting out in the open at a goddamn picnic <laughs> like it's any other day ever. Act like there's a crisis, you dumb bitch. Exactly. Don't you know the birds are attacking people? <laughs> you dumb fuck! Fuck's sake! So now, Dr. Jones goes on a global warming screed. I think you summed it up by... Global warming is bad, okay? She does these impersonations. I swear, you would think it was the real people. Global warming is causing bird flu virus, West Nile virus, and SARS. And although he can't say it's making the birds attack, he sure blames it for plenty of other shit. Mm. And I've already stopped listening. He's packing heat, though, so I'm sure he'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, scientists always wave guns around. Yeah, he says that the humans are more dangerous than the birds, even though the birds have been caught killing and, you know, eating people. Yes, but the man is the cause of it. So man is the real dangerous animal. You know what? I agree with him. We need to get rid of everybody involved with this fucking movie. <laughs> it's the human species that's a dangerous and terrifying animal. This movie could not be more on the nose. Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. You this think? guy... It's a clown nose, isn't it? Sitting down and giving me a PowerPoint on global warming would have been less on the nose than this. So then we get our line of the movie. Where's Becky? <laughs> She's taking a shit. Natalie's watching <laughs> her back. Sweet, fancy Moses. I mean... Keep it classy, San Diego. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it sucks, um, but she died. She died taking a shit? She died taking a shit. Yeah. The new guy says that he's not in the Marines anymore, so it's the first we've heard about that, because he got tired of all the killing in Iraq. That's not how the Marines works! You don't just get to say, I'm tired of all this killing, I'm going home. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Yeah, that's not how deployment works. <sighs> Natalie... Didn't do a very good job of no. watching Becky take a shit. <laughs> well, to be fair, this is the quietest bird in the movie. This is true. Show out of nowhere. <laughs> shows up out of nowhere and waits to scream until it is On this her. close to her. her. Yeah. It's the stealth bird. <laughs> so Becky doesn't have to worry about taking a shit now because, you know, when you die, yeah, you yeah. just kind of do it. Yeah. 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 Becky's death was actually due to the actress leaving to go to acting school in New York. Hopefully she got better couldn't have gotten we worse. Can I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't follow up to see if she graduated or not. <laughs> Maybe she flunked out. Who knows? So yes, Mr. Marine goes full retard after that happens. He's oh, very yeah. upset. He fires about 100 shots to kill one bird. Mm -hmm. That's Apes about the completely. average. And for fuck's sake, they're just floating in midair. How are you not able to hit all of the birds? Honestly. You should just be able to mow them down. They aren't moving that fast. Yeah. Or at all in some cases. He yells that the eagles killed Becky. That's like, dude, one eagle did. Let's not tar all of them with the same brush, okay? Like, oh, no, poor Becky. It's not like, fair. She mattered so much. So birds are attacking a double-decker bus, and they decide to stop and save the people in the bus. And, okay, they absolutely just unload on try, trying to kill these birds. Yep. And there's people sitting in the windows of the bus. Yep. And somehow none of them are hit by just the absolute spray and pray. Nope. There is no windows. The bus are hit, doesn't no get hit. hit. That would cost money to damage the bus. There, there um, is just there's no, no people aim. get hurt. They're there's, just gunning everything. There's no aim. Their aim here. suddenly gets both 
worse and better at the same time. Yeah. No, no, no. It's so much worse. They're not even hitting the boss. They're just that far off. But they kill all the birds. But they kill the birds. Yeah. This movie sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the people on the bus don't even want to leave, which is probably the safe bet. So the Marine storms the bus... Even though the, all the people are saying, no, no, I don't want to leave. No, They could have just no, taken the bus. I don't want to leave. Yeah. Why not just take the bus? It, uh, maybe it, that's a good idea. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that thing's way bigger than what they're hauling ass in. So when they get outside, they all stop instead of running to safety. And the birds spit, is it acid on them? Or they, I think they it just, just exploded. Well, I, I thought he shot it and it exploded. Yeah, I thought that it just popped. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's very is, yellow. Yeah, very it's yellow. Acidic or something, and then, it got into the poor guy's eyes. Yeah, the rest of the birds attack and they all die. Dude, this is it's, sub porn level acting. <laughs> this is awful. It's the most realistic bird attack I have ever seen. I'm picking up your sarcasm. Well, I should hope so because I'm laying it on pretty thick. Really so just... you've never seen a bird attack, is what you're saying? No, I'm being sarcastic because <laughs> oh. this sucks so much ass. Sorry, I didn't pick up on that. It's so bad. So uh, they say they sit there, and everyone suddenly just turns around, and then they turn back around, and they and they got the, the the death makeup on, and they keel over. They lay down and take it. I bet all the people were glad he came to rescue them, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh they yeah, ended up dead. Yeah, made him get out of the bus. Yeah. When we cut back to the van, uh, the windows in the van are down. These people are fucking retarded. Yeah, they have been the whole time. So they go to another gas station. Whose door is standing wide open during the birdemic. Mm-hmm. Yep. You dumb fuck! So then Rod gives us the line of the movie. Alright, the Eagles killed our friends. Uh, do you have a phone I can use to call the police? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the cops haven't figured out what's going on yet. There's only been birds exploding all over town. Yeah, they're not <laughs> For worried. however many hours this has been going on. Yeah, You've sure. only seen corpses all over at this point. The guy says the eagle attack has made them short on gas, and it's $100 a gallon. How'd the eagles make them short on gas? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just a thing. All right, so, yeah, gas is $100 a gallon. Rod is angry at this price. He doesn't even try to get the 50% discount. <laughs> it's like he's forgotten all about his sales skills. He switched mm -hmm. into full survival mode. So the phone lines are down. He can't call the cops. But the credit card machine is fine. Yeah. The credit card machine that uses... The phone lines. Look, the I give up. I give up. Fuck this. I don't, give up. Don't think too hard about no, it. No, I give up. Poor guy's still working real tells during the apocalypse. He's dead inside already. The eagles attack while Rod is pumping gas, so he drops the pump and just starts blasting. Yeah, oh, yeah. good. It that just doesn't seem safe. It's not. <laughs> At a gas pump, you're sitting there. And wildly way, shooting. At least the pump was nice enough to wait until they drove away to explode. So he anyway. dives into it and explodes. Anyway, I started blasting. Bah, wow. bah. <laughs> he puts the pump down on the ground, but as they drive away, it's hooked back in. So apparently, it did the it bird itself. was the bird was very polite as it died. Yeah, maybe the bird did that. <laughs> um, and as they drive away, a bird dives bombs the gas pump, and we get a little puff instead yeah. of a big explosion. So I guess the guy was telling the truth. He really was out of yeah, gas. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing There's to explode. Nothing to... Oh, goodness. <laughs> See, continuity. It worked. Yeah. Totally not a budget problem. So they stop to help a guy in a cowboy hat. He holds them at gunpoint because he wants them to sell him gas. What the fuck is this? He doesn't just want to take it. No, he wants, wants them, them to, to sell it. it. He wants them to sell it to him at gunpoint. He wants to pay them for it. Maybe he just... Wants to feel better about himself? 
by Maybe. offering to pay for it when he really is just stealing it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't know. So Rod gives him the plastic gas container from the back of the van while the dude walks away from them backwards. Away from his truck. the opposite direction from his vehicle. Yeah. Fuck's sake. An eagle kills him, and I don't even fucking care anymore. I yeah, mean, he was super nice out of nowhere. To walk off the road before he died, so it doesn't block traffic. Yeah, well, trust me, traffic wouldn't have stopped for him because <laughs> there's no traffic control in this movie. Out of nowhere, eagle swoops in, slits yep. his throat. It's one and done, and then they leave, and they leave the gas can. They leave the gas can. They leave his truck without searching it, and they leave the gun. Hundred dollars for a gallon of gas, and they left the gas behind. You dumb fuck! He is a moron. This guy is retarded. I'm thinking he is on the spectrum. Yeah, these guys suck at the apocalypse. They don't know how to apocalypse. You'd think they would have played some video games. You'd think. Or seen some movies. So again, everyone leaves the safety of the van to go get fresh water. Didn't they just get water at the convenience store? Yeah, they store? bought an they entire... They had like gallons yeah. of water. Yeah. So all these parks they're in, they didn't have a permit to film in any of them. Oh, that's so, fun. Yeah, it was... Gorilla filmmaking, not gorilla, gorilla filmmaking. The actors had to watch out for rangers and pretend they were having a picnic if they spotted any. And at one of the parks, the director started yelling at people who were jogging because they were getting in his shots. And the girl who played Natalie told him, Don't yell at these people. We don't have permits. They're just here doing their thing. You can't expect them to know you're making a move. Yeah. And he got so mad at her that he stopped talking to her and had Rod give her. Oh her my directions. Gosh. Oh, that's great. <laughs> he handled criticism so well. Um, <sighs> so yeah, Rod pulls a gun on a guy who's watching them in the woods because we've all seen, I guess, since the cowboy, people were dangerous now. I so guess. draw yeah. down on him. We meet Ponytail Boy. Yeah, he lives in a treehouse in the woods, a crappy Photoshop treehouse that yeah. doesn't really look like it's there. The hippie says that the forests are safe from the birds. How did he notice that without leaving the woods? I, did he I just happen to leave for a second and see the birds attacking? He was like, fuck this shit, I'm out, and walk back in? I, I guess know. he might have, like, a radio. I, I he didn't mention it. We Dude, don't know. this movie sucks. Do he, we really care? He talks about how bad the droughts are while standing next to a loud, babbling brook of mm -hmm. water and also goes on a rant about global warming until he hears a mountain lion and has to go. I really hope he got mauled. I hope everybody got mauled as soon as the camera stopped running. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been a better ending. You know what? There's There was no mountain lion. This thing's full of shit. <laughs> so the group runs back to the van, but somehow they got lost. I didn't think they had walked that far to get to they where they didn't. were going. And then suddenly there's a forest fire. Surprise! How? It, it must be global warming that instantly started a forest fire from nothing. And it looks like... You get these tiny balls of flame in individual trees. Yeah, yeah. individual branches yeah. are burning. Yeah, it looks like they just lit candles. Yeah. It, that's how bad this is. There's a lot of fake coughing. It sounds like when I call off sick to yeah. work. Yeah, cough, cough. <laughs> oh, I can't come in. <laughs> I'm very sick. So we, then we get the Imagine knockoff song again, which is good timing because we must be getting close to where the Asian chick is. I guess. And, and sure enough, they find her. Dead in the car, she mumbles something before she dies because this music is too loud and we can't understand what she's she saying. Says so, something them. about forgive them, yeah. Forgive them. Forgive okay. them. I couldn't I, tell what the hell she said. For me, your dying wish. I guess she's talking to, with birds. Yeah, your dying wish is for your friend to forgive the birds that killed you. Hey, her shirt says "Imagine Peace," so hey, man. 
She's and? imagining. She's imagining peace as she dies. Peace is a two-way street, man. <sighs> hey, it's almost over. So they run out of gas. Boy, that gallon container would have come in real handy. Right yeah. About now. <laughs> if only he hadn't left it on the side of the road. Yeah, and the kids start bitching about being hungry. Again. But they say, we're, if we're lucky, someone might drive by as you hear cars in yeah. the background. <laughs> you, can, you can hear a car drive past as he says that. Well, yeah, not that car, though. Uh, not, no, not that car either. Not, not those ones. So their brilliant idea is to catch and cook fish. And I swear to God, I wrote this before I got to the next part. I said, I hope they're smart enough to clean the fish first. I'm just more upset. He didn't know that the fishing rod and the little stove were back in the trunk despite having gotten into the trunk repeatedly mm -hmm. at this point. He didn't need it until now. But how did he not know they were there? Because he didn't look until now. It's a special item, we'll say, for he later. He wasn't paying attention until Oh, now. it's a mystery mouse catool. Yeah. yeah. Rod sends Natalie and the kids to go get seaweed. Rod catches a fish, and the dumb shit puts it in a pot to boil as is. You dumb fuck! Yep. Jesus H. Christ. Are you kidding me? <sighs> I want to know... I'd want a happy meal, too. Why is he boiling the fish? In, like, he has a stove. Cut it open, debone it, fry it. That's too much work. Obviously, you just throw it in a pot. Oh, take care of itself. Clearly, yes. The kids refuse to eat scaly fish and seaweed and have just become the smartest people in the movie. Mm. I don't want to eat that. That's gross. Yeah, you're right. They want happy meals. Do they think McDonald's is still open? I... <laughs> This poor guy's at McDonald's. Yeah, the shake machine's down, but we're still open during the fucking bird down. I mean, hey man, the, the guy, guy was still working yeah. the gas station, so maybe if hey, retail's a, still going. For a hundred bucks a gallon, I'd be working the gas station, too. Money's... Getting rich off this mm, shit. Yeah. This is apparently the only disaster that money is good during. Apparently, instead yeah. Of having uh having the supplies yourself. But since the kids aren't going to eat the fish, the birds want it. I guess, because the eagles attack, and Rod finally runs out of bullets. I was hoping he'd have one left. I know. <laughs> and I was They ran out of gas, and I was thinking they might just have to pull a, the mist and have him kill them all. That could be... Oh, yeah, spoilers for the mist, too, now that uh, we're this far into this. <laughs> Since we've already spoiled this one, now we've done a twofer again. A bird dives headfirst into the windshield, <laughs> but, but doesn't explode. It's pretty it fucking funny, though. It there. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there splayed out like some kind of hood on it. Yeah. Okay, I was really hoping this would be the end of the movie where it just fades to black as you hear them screaming and the birds are get, like getting into the van. And oh, like, you wanted a happy ending. I would have loved that. I was like, okay, you've actually ended with something that makes it a not even halfway decent movie, but something that you could actually be like, good, there's something good about this movie. Yeah, but no. fuck those dumb people. They yeah. deserve it. Nope, uh, more birds show up this time, only they're doves. The What's with the doves? Because doves are the symbol of peace. They come to collect their brothers. I don't know. So the doves show up, first time we've seen doves, and they make the eagles leave. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone watches the birds fly out to sea. It takes a long yeah. fucking time. Oh, just stare at birds. They just stand there and watch them fly away. I mean, eagles aren't seabirds. I don't know where they think I, they're I going. <laughs> yeah. I... I <laughs> How long before they go, wait, what the fuck are we doing? And turn around and come back. <laughs> yeah, this one, the birds have left repeatedly throughout the movie, and they've always come back. That's not an ending. Yes, but thankfully we're out of time, so yeah. we finally get to the credits. Tippi Hedren is the third build, and she wasn't even in the movie. She was just on the TV 
and you didn't hear her even say anything. What a sleazy move trying to market her as like third build. Yeah. What a scumbag. You fucking asshole. The crew credits are partly made up because they had very few people working on the movie and he wanted to make it look like they had a big crew. So he just made up names for stuff that some people were doing multiple jobs on. Kind of like a Neil Brain movie where mm, okay. he disguises the fact that he did everything. Yeah. An hour and 33 minutes, and it's an hour too long. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's an hour and 33 minutes too long. It is, but I would understand it a little more if it was like a shorter half hour long. Yeah, it, it, if it was a short film, you take the best parts of it. <laughs> we had to watch ads in order to watch it. And the ads were the most entertaining part. They oh, were the yeah. part where I was they like, been you, you got a breather in between everything. You're like, oh, thank goodness it's an ad. Thank God something competently shot and made is uh, yeah. together. Oh, yeah. You guys got anything else before we hit the aftermath? Uh, I don't think so. No, I, I think it's a, it's a mess of a movie. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, me too. The aftermath. Birdemic Shock and Terror had its premiere in Los Angeles, February 27th, 2010 and was released on DVD and Blu-ray February 22nd, 2011. It has an IMDb score of 1.7, an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a 27% audience score. So people don't even like this shit, ironically, yeah. for the most part. <laughs> it's just a god-awful movie that has become a sensation because it was so bad. It's widely covered. Everybody who has a movie channel on YouTube has covered this. It's been on riff tracks with the MST3K guys doing jokes. James Nguyen made a sequel, Birdemic 2, The Resurrection. It uh, got a sequel. That came out in 2013, April of 2013. Rod and Natalie both came back. Oh, goodness. But the movie was kind of self-aware, so therefore not nearly as humorous or as entertaining. Did they do all the stuff on purpose cover? this time? Kind of. So it's one of those that's like Sharknado where it's like, oh, oh okay. they're all right. doing it on purpose. And meh. Are we, we going to cover it? I what? hope not. Birdemic 2. Oh, fuck no. Okay. Ugh. No. Okay. I'm ready to stab you in the face with this pen <laughs> for doing this one in the first place. We're not hey, covering the second hey. one. I didn't want to. I was just asking. It's uh, kind of like, uh, there was a movie back in the day, God, maybe 20 years ago, called The Lost Skeleton of Cadavera, which okay. was a sort of take on the uh, 1950s horror sci-fi movies of that time. It was shot in black and white, and they'd had a whole lot of kind of in-jokes about tropes of okay. 1950s sci-fi movies, skeletons on strings and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. But it was made the same kind of intentionally bad style. And it's like, okay, this would have been good as like a 10-minute sketch, but having it last an hour and yeah. a half yeah. is just not quite as good. But it was the same thing with Birdemic 2. So, in October of 2016, James Nguyen started an Indiegogo campaign for Birdemic 3. Oh, goodness. Oh. The goal was $500,000. Guess how much he made? $10. Uh, Please. 150 bucks. $596. Oh. Wow. <laughs> So you weren't as far off as you were thinking. So he's like, all right, Indiegogo is not the place to be. We're going to go to Kickstarter. Oh, boy. He was wanting $200,000 from Kickstarter. Guess how much he got? About the same. $150. $230. Despite that, it got made anyway. Oh, goodness. Oh, Jesus. Birdemic 3 Sea Eagle was released on a streaming service, or on streaming services in general, on January 24th, 2023. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh yep. my god. 
Birdemic 3, Sea oh. Eagle. My gosh, hold on. Up. Oh. Yeah. No, no, not now. You what? Look them, no, look no I'm, 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 I just I'm, want a picture of the birds, honestly. I need to know how bad it is. You know how bad it is. It's Birdemic 3, Sea Eagle. <sighs> Goodness gracious. And it is S-E-A Eagle, not S-E-E Eagle, yeah, yeah, which yeah. would be kind of funny. How did the birds not improve in 2023? Because dude, there's a box set on purpose. Well, why would you think there wouldn't be a box set? This guy has no self-awareness. He's <laughs> just about getting the money. And the thing is, though, in a way, this is the American dream. The only problem is now the American dream is being so shitty at your job that you fail upwards, I which guess. is exactly what this is. This is considerably better, though. It looks the same. It does not look the same. You okay? Okay, so they've made slightly better looking, shitty three D wannabe eagles in thirteen years of technology improving. That is better. <sighs> Goodness gracious! Yeah, the movie is majorly sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's got a legacy. It's got sequels. There's a box set. Yeah, it certainly is a movie. Well, let's bring it home. Thornton Mellon Jr., would you recommend Birdemic Shock and Terror? I recommend you stop being such a faggot. So, generally, I've recommended movies for like a, oh, rag on it with your friends. No. Not even for that. Birdemic sucks. Garbage. It is not good. Garbage. Not even ironically, you're not. uh, Not even ironically. I am, I'm not a fan. All right. Birdemic sucks. Garbage. I think we've covered why for the most part. You don't need to elaborate because I I, I cannot I cannot stress enough. This movie sucks. Garbage. <laughs> Out of ten, what are you giving it? One. Garbage. All right, Jules. What do you think? It's a waste of time in so many different ways. He's passionate about it sucking. It's yes, it sucks, but it's not even worth getting angry over. It's so boring. I'm not angry. I, it's just you're I, just disappointed. I wasted an <laughs> evening on this. Yeah, it's it's a waste of time. It's not worth it. Um, I really hope that everyone involved in it went to better places. You mean they died? <laughs> <laughs> They're in a better place now. <laughs> I would rather they be dead than do another one of these movies. Well, apparently Rod and Natalie did not return for Birdemic 3, Sea Eagle. So I wonder why. Probably because they're doing anything else when the guy called. Yeah. <laughs> Out of 10, what are you giving it? Also a 1. Garbage. What are you? Well, your dad warned me when we did our Battlefield Earth review, and I said that was a 1 out of 10. He's like, really? You're going that low the first time out? There's nowhere lower you think you're going to go in all the movies you watch. Like a fool! I said... No, this is this is awful. This is like the worst movie I've seen in, in a while. And I said one out of ten. Garbage. And I will say this. All the movies we've covered, and we've seen some garbage movies. We've seen Battlefield Earth. We've seen Cool as Ice. We've seen Fatal Deviation. We've seen mm-hmm. stuff that, on a technical filmmaking level, is a one out of ten. But even movies like Battlefield Earth and Cool as Ice, even though the product is garbage... It was put together by professionals in the industry. It was poorly shot, but there were professionals behind the cameraman. If they made a pan, it was smooth. It wasn't mm. jerky. It you know, was properly lit, even if the lighting was ugly. The sound was recorded and leveled professionally. None of these things you can say about Birdemic. None. Same no. thing with Cool as Ice. Even though it's ridiculous and stupid and dumb on so many levels, at least 
the people making it were professionals in the industry. It looks and sounds like a movie. It's just a terrible movie. This doesn't do that at all. Even Fatal Deviation, another super low-budget movie, shot on video, at least had some kind of charm and heart behind it. Yeah. Where, you know, you had the story of this community trying to come together to help this guy realize a dream of being an action star. I did sit down and rag on that with my friends. It was enjoyable. I don't think I could say the same thing about Birdemic. This is just so painful on so many levels, so incompetent, so inept. You need to shut the fuck up! And I know I'm rambling and we've covered all this stuff, but it just boggles the mind how bad this fucking movie is. Yeah. So for this one, I'm busting out the donut. This is a zero out of ten. Fucking thing sucks! Because this is way worse than those other movies. Yeah. And as far as like a rag, I mean, if you get a bunch of friends over, yeah, I think you could sit and laugh at it, but you are going to be so bored in between waiting for the occasional funny bits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you know anything about making movies, you're going to be so mad at how poorly this is done. Mm -hmm. And, ugh. Two nights wasted, really, because you spent one night watching it and one night sitting here talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm enjoying getting to spend the time with you, though. Well, I mean, we're having a lot more fun talking about it than we and did watch, watching yeah. all for sure. Damn sure. So, yeah, I don't know. James Nguyen, congratulations. He made a name for himself for not for the right reason. Not at all. You. But, I mean, people know the name, but all you did was rip off Alfred Hitchcock. And this movie is like that meme where the kids are like, we want to watch the birds. And mom says, we have the birds at home. This is the birds at home. He has said Birdemic 3, Sea Eagle, will be his last movie. Whether he sticks to that or not, I don't know. We can only hope. Hopefully, you know, he goes back to selling software or something like that. You never know. Oh, I don't know, dream. but I can hope. Yeah. Stuff like this makes me want to start drinking again. <laughs> God. Okay, faggot, what's next? All right, so what's next? I honestly don't know. This is just kind of a one-off. We had the kids here for spring break. I'm still working on editing videos, so we don't really have anything lined up right now. You're a stupid dumbass. Well, I guess we're about done here, so... Here with us once again, we had Thornton Mellon Jr. Yo. And our diversity hire, Jules. Thanks. And signing off and getting ready to hang myself with my shoelaces, <laughs> I'm G Money Clip. So kick back, have some popcorn, watch some movies, we'll catch you next time. Adios, nachos. Later. Bye.